<clears throat> okay, so I just now told somebody about this podcast. My kids knew I was doing it, and my girlfriend and my roommate. I've shared that with, I've shared it with all of them, like just an episode here or there. But honestly, because I'm usually high when I record it, because it's usually on my walk or when I'm doing my yoga at night. Which, by the way, both of those practices, both of those healthy practices where I just appreciate the gift that God gave me in my body, even though right now I experience a lot of pain in it. Um, I have discovered that I am really thankful for this beautiful gift of a body that can experience pain and heartbreak and the feeling of getting high and even stress and be able to cry at a sunset. Like, I'm just thankful for this body. That's something at the church you weren't supposed to do. That was a message. You know, I feel real bad, actually, for, like, gymnasts and dancers who are in their bodies, and the church just gets very clumsy with its words. Some of the members of church are also very self-hating people, and the church is helping them bear that burden of being so self-hating but in carrying that load and in the church helping those people carry that load the message can sometimes get shifted a little bit too much that direction and it can be confusing to those of us who have learned to experience just the the pure joy of being incarnate, just like Jesus was. Because this is something we have in common with Jesus, um, is that we have bodies, and our body itself is just as holy as Jesus' body, because holiness or sin doesn't really exist in the body. Um... So yeah, that's kind of, I'm trying recently or trying lately uh, to just understand how, you know, how did the the well-intentioned, well-meaning, you know, church get so fucked up? Why would it hear this podcast about beauty and recognize and completely in believing more than I ever have in my life that I am made in the image of God, that Jesus was God incarnate, that I am a incarnate soul. Like I believe and understand these things with such depth and nuance. But there are so many religious people that would think that this podcast is bad because I'm smoking weed, which is totally legal for me to do. And um, I'm talking about being thankful for the gift of my flesh, of my body. The church has fucked up the message so bad that we don't even hear that. We just hear the fact that I said fuck a couple of times and I'm smoking weed. And the church wants to judge for that. 
And that's why people don't like the church, man. It's just all of that stupid, judgy bullshit that has nothing to do with recognizing these facts. A human is an incarnate spirit, an incarnate soul, right? All your hopes and dreams and all that shit, whatever that is, your consciousness lives in a body. But as we've talked about on this podcast, you're not your body. You're something else. When you, you know, again, the analogy, I need to come up with a short name for this. But the, uh, the driving divorce, let's call it that. Imagine, imagine a couple even, but uh, you can imagine it either as a single person just having the argument in their head or even two people because both people are going to have this same experience. Uh, and they're driving for a half hour in traffic. So there's lights and there's traffic, but it's you know very safe. It's a calm day. There's just traffic where you have to be stopping and starting and reacting to things. But you can be having such a serious argument in your mind with yourself or even with somebody else in your car and you'll get to the destination and you literally won't remember the drive. Now, when you're, if you're still arguing and it's heated, uh, you don't remember anything or you'll think you remember the drive, but you won't. Uh, you know, it, the same thing that happens is when you like you drive to go see grandma who lives an hour away and you're listening to music and you're thinking about high school and when you went to see that band the first time or whatever, you're just in your memory, you're in your consciousness, you're experiencing your, your mind and your body just drives. It's like on autopilot. Or it's like when you're daydreaming and you're, you're walking and you trip over something right in front of you because you're your body was walking and, and just happened to forget to look down. But a lot of times you can do that walk and you'll step over something even though you don't remember. I'm the kind of person I get so much in my thoughts that I, I can bump into another human and then they'll say, man, you're really out of it when you bumped into me earlier. And I'm like, I bumped into you earlier? Like I won't even remember that part because I get so far out into my little la-la land. And some people will say that's me just not being conscious but I say that's me being most conscious that this stupid shit that we do when we push boxes into other boxes we push food into holes uh, we put garbage into bins we listen to things like maybe that's all this stupid shit and the meaningful stuff that's all the stuff that happens in that space that space where the argument goes on while your body drives you to work in the morning. And that vehicle that you have has quirks. That's what all this Myers-Briggs stuff and all that, that's really what that is about. And what I think religion is about is your mind. Your, so there's kind of like your brain. That's the part that learns stuff. Um, and then there's the conscious part, you know, uh, this all gets very nuanced and difficult to explain, but 
there's an intersection between those two things. It's just impossible to really perfectly define. Well, I think it is. And what religion does is it just goes, what, how do we fucking connect that stuff, man? I don't know. And I'm really high because I'm really rambly. I know I started on something really cool. I wanted to say hi to Marsha in case she listens because that was where I was going with it. If, um, I, if I said um, that no one ever listens to this, I was going to say that I invited a friend. And uh, I don't know if she'll listen or not, but uh, if so, hi. <laughs> I'm really glad you're here. I really am. Because um, I generally don't feel, I haven't in my whole life, I haven't felt safe to really share this part of my life. This, the real true Rob Schwartz, the one that's sarcastic and snarky and uh, pretty sloppy, uh, nutty professor type. Um, it's really weird. My personality itself is a sort of rebellious one. But I learned to be very passive and to squelch that nature of my of my personality, right? And, and it is sinful. It, it, on its own, a lot of times misses the mark. And it will re- overreact and it'll get all wrapped up in saying, pay attention to me. And what religion, I think, is about is shifting from your body and your thoughts and your accomplishments and all that stuff and shifting your focus to your hopes and your dreams and your wishes and your desires. And there's a difference between your desires and your goals. Your goals is your ego's shit and your desires, that's the soul. And if you can't, if you literally are incapable of understanding that there could be a nuanced difference between a desire and a goal, then I think that your personality, God has gifted you with a personality that just is unable to pick that up kind of like a colorblind person might be unable to pick up blue or green or whatever. I don't think that it's a bad thing. It's not a detriment. It's a really cool gift that you get to see the world in a truly, that's what all of us want is to be unique. You get to see the world in a truly unique way. Sorry for the noise. My pooch really wants to play. But that's a gift, man. The fact that I had a stroke and that, um, you know, that I went through a divorce that was just ugly, really ugly, hurtful things happened to me. Nobody could hear the story um, without bias and not conclude that I was treated very poorly and endured some really hurtful things. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is one of my greatest gifts. And so I think even those that don't want to have this religion discussion and they don't want to think about it, I think it's all bullshit. I love those people and I think that they are a gift and they've given themselves a gift to not have to think about this at all. And in this life, 
to be able to just purely experience a total physical world consciousness without even a hint of a sense of anything metaphysical like emotions and creativity as a separate external concept not a name you give to yeah how would i don't understand how a um how somebody who doesn't believe in anything metaphysical could define creativity because i feel like you have to you'd have to admit that it's it's not that it's an ordered randomness that it, you know creativity itself is a paradox it can't be just random um permeations of a design for example for a magazine layout there's something about it that is that follows rules but the part that makes it creative is about not following rules and it's about a very unique perspective where does that come from what is that well i feel like i'm losing my train of thought i i'm getting on my own tangent now in my mind but um anyway i'm pretty ripped so i am going to uh i'm gonna wrap it up right here because i keep losing my train of thought because honestly it's not because i'm totally um just having like a killer day I get more synchronicities, like hearing from Marsha, who I think might listen. Uh, it was a really nice surprise. Her son is one of my favorite people in the world. And what she reminded me of today, oh, I'll tell you the gift. So, Marsha, here you go. This is really... <laughs> really beautiful. <laughs> this is a good gift. This is a good synchronicity gift that um, that I want to share. Is that um, I really love her son. <laughs> like he's just a great guy. Um, I have I've got a handful of people in my life that is a teacher or is a youth pastor. There were kids that just I love them so much. They're kind of, it's kind of like the love for a child and kind of like best friend love and kind of like a weird mix of those two things, but not completely either one. And her son's one of them. And um, I thought maybe that he didn't love me back as much. And I used to let that hurt me. Oh boy, I don't think I ever got this emotional. <laughs> but this is these are what my God experiences like. This happens to me a lot. Um, not only when I'm high. <laughs> and this is why I can't stop believing in God. <laughs> Because this was a real gift I got today. Because Marcia told me that 
you know, that Kyle doesn't really reach out to her that much. He's just a very, very focused. He's so successful. And, like, I'm so fucking proud of that guy. I look up to him so much. Like, I admire his brain. Um, I admire, like, what a fucking steady rudder that kid has. He's kind of, uh... Probably kind of like INTP-ish in all the best ways. Um, if you know Myers-Briggs. Um, but it helped me realize just talking to her today. <laughs> they, Kyle really loves me back too and that's really fucking cool to recognize you know like that that's his way so I shouldn't take it personal and it's also helping me think like all you know there's a lot of other kids and there's a there's a few that I'm really in touch with and I can really tell them man I'm just so glad we're friends and I love you so much it's like a weird you know, favorite son slash uh, best friend kind of weird mashup feeling. I don't think I've ever said it that way to anyone. But there's, you know, like my business partner, David. I know that guy knows that I really freaking love him. And I know he loves me. And it's really cool. He's a former student. Like, it's, I know that can seem really weird. But it's not weird when you truly see your students as individuals with God-given worth and value. That is not hard to understand or weird. And if it's weird to you, you're fucked up and should get the fuck out of education. Because if you can't think of a single kid in your school that you're like, yeah, I do love him like a friend. Like, yeah, of course you got professional distance and everything. But you love him like a friend and sort of like a child, your own child. And of course, it doesn't compare, to, it doesn't diminish from my love for my own kids at all that I have that with other kids. As a matter of fact, I think it makes me love my kids even better. And my kids love me back uniquely, and so do all those students. And so there's a lot of them that, you know, I don't reach out to them that much either. And then maybe they're thinking, well, I really loved Schwartz. I wish he would reach out. But, you know, teacher doesn't be bothered by some stupid kid. But it really just felt like we were kind of more than just teacher and student. You know, like we were really friends. You guys are. If any of you fucking hear this, man. If we had that relationship, we have that relationship. It went both ways. I always, I feel like I always loved students more than they loved me. Uh, there's a couple examples where maybe that's not true. There were some kids that I, I let annoy me by with their affection, and I apologize for that. It makes me a little sad that I couldn't honor that. Um, oh, man, I'm really getting rambly, but this was huge, 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 huge revelation. So thank you, Marcia, for showing me that today. That <laughs> It's just... That's such a fucking gift, man. <laughs> and both of us know Kyle will never hear this motherfucking thing. <laughs> That's funny. That was a laugh, not a cry. But, um... Uh... <laughs> 
I really love him too. Just like when I die, I just, and I, I know what it's going to be like when I die because I've been so close to it a couple of times with my stroke and stuff. And that man, what a gift that was too, right? Because then it makes you be aware and it makes you fix life and it's, it really is like a second chance. And, um, and yeah, I just know that on my deathbed, it's like, I am going to think about maybe not specifically individual students. I'll probably think about my individual kids. But honestly, I'm not even um, I'm not even positive that I will. There are definitely family members, fairly close family members that I won't think about. I won't remember them before I remember my students. That's for damn sure. And that's not because I don't love those family members that much it's because I love my students so much are you in the fucking annoying ones Jesse Walensky wherever you are oh boy I think he's a lawyer and I just said his name that could be fucked but wherever you are man uh, you and I had some challenges in the classroom but man I just loved you brother like you were such a sincerely curious kid and I just found that fascinating I was so envious of how bold you were um, that's why I was frustrated with you sometimes because I was jealous at how bold you were to just stand right up in the face of authority with total confidence and just be going who put you in charge because you don't seem to know what the fuck you're doing <laughs> and kind of in a funny way but there was love in it too and I see and appreciate that Oh my gosh, I'm really rambling. Uh, great, great, great night. Man, and I was really sad a couple of days ago, remember? Uh, yeah, my, amounts, my emotions kind of bouncing around. I tell you what, though, I am thankful for this plant because <sighs> cannabis really makes the... I don't, actually, I don't think that I have depression. I think I have, like, anxiety. It's like an anxiety depression. And I get these uh, voices in my head just telling me I'm a piece of shit and I don't do enough. And cannabis quiets down that voice. And it lets me hear that I'm loved by God. Um, I think about beautiful things. I get more work done. I take care of my body. So anybody that says that... Uh, using cannabis as a sin to you I respectfully say fuck off I love you but fuck off